Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, the top story for me is that we did push up our bug out books post. Anybody who contributed to that might want to check it out. It's a crowdsourced, tweep sourced, I should say, list of books of big epics that you want to hunker down with, how to live in the woods, what philosophical lessons might be learned from our experiences. And what I just loved is that it was from at least 100 people who answered the call on Twitter when I asked them, what book would you take with you if you're bugging out? So that was great. It's a lot to choose from. It is. And it's, I mean, it's a little random, but it's unlike any other list you're ever going to get. It's kind of interesting. So also, yesterday's show was extra fun. So I highly recommend in a continuation of Share the Show Tuesday that you share the yesterday's show or today's show anywhere on social media. Copy us. We'll retweet it. Just trying to keep the momentum going because the drive time news blast needs a little extra boost when there's no drive time. So, but it was a great show. People loved it. I got a lot of great feedback on that one. Uh, Okay, so... What is the latest? There's always something. I would say, for me, I mean, there are a lot of things that are of all sorts of different interest. I am continuing to worry that Event 201, the one thing that I kind of thought wouldn't come to pass, well, the two things, 65 million deaths, I did not think would actually come to pass. And I also wasn't really thinking that this flashpoint in May where it all of a sudden turns like crazy deadly, as Event 201 predicted, I'm beginning to think that that is really still on the agenda. There are a couple of things that are happening that make me think that. One is that India keeps popping up. Everybody, people I know personally are just like, you know, if this gets to India, of course it's going to get to India. And my guess is India's pneumonia death rate is already much, much higher than the rest of the world. And since, and I want you to tell us about Uh, some of the things you've found, Binkley, on this, is that in some of these countries, including our own, when they're saying all COVID present or COVID suspected deaths are COVID deaths, it's actually cannibalizing those numbers from cold flu and pneumonia deaths from the year before. So if India has a very high rate of death from pneumonia, and those deaths are being moved from the pneumonia bucket to the COVID bucket, Your India is going to look like it has a crazy amount of deaths. There are a lot of people there. They have those poor conditions, those crowded conditions that lead to things like an increased risk of death from infectious diseases or just poor nutrition, poor sanitation. So I think India is going to be a, a, could be the flashpoint. And yesterday I read that Wuhan has finally kind of let down its guard and there was immediately a massive diaspora. So people from Wuhan kind of scattered to all parts of the world, if not the country. And I feel like that's another sign we're being set up. And the article you sent me about Idaho, what was that? What was that article about Idaho? Idaho. Wasn't it the Bundy, like Eamon Bundy is having, was it Easter service? Wasn't that Idaho? I think it was Idaho. Bundy is having a gathering to basically a right to assemble, to show the right to assemble. And the article, the gist of the article is that 
people who are trying to exercise liberty and individualism are going to undermine the effort to stop the coronavirus. So for me, I was saying yesterday, and I've been tweeting it, hashtag 4th of July March on DC, or whenever they lift this ban. And my point is that they have suspended the First Amendment yet, and all of us cannot go to work. Yet they are passing massive legislation, legislation without precedent. They're not even recording the votes and there is no opportunity for us to assemble petition or anything else in any meaningful way that isn't filtered through academia, science, politics, the media. This is all, it's all getting propagandized. If you can't show up yourself on DC and march on DC, there's no real way for a show of hands. They don't want a recorded vote? Okay, let's have our own show of hands. So if they're not going to allow that, I think they have to make any law they pass reversible, temporary, or just not pass them at all. Okay, you don't want us to assemble? That's fine. You need us to shut down all of our businesses? Okay, but you cannot continue to operate this legislative process without any of the checks and feedback that we have negotiated for to ensure representation. So their, their approach in Idaho, I think, is going to backfire because I, my guess is the way it'll roll out and, and they're just, if it's a legitimate thing, the government has absolutely been waiting for this or whoever, Bill Gates, they'll take what those people are doing and they will increase the death rate and they will let some of those people get out into other places, illegally break quarantine, and that give a resurgence in a good little place like L.A. or New York that are doing everything right. And then they're going to have a 2.0 because of some some freedom lover who escaped from Idaho. You know, like it's not like you can have your own state's rights because you could escape and then maybe they'll have state state checkpoints and just random checkpoints. I want to talk about ID 2020, which... I want to respond to some of that. to some of that, yeah. In Wisconsin, they had the primaries yesterday, and they had the in-person voting, which Trump said he didn't want to have the mail-in voting. The Democrats have been saying they want a mail-in voting. So this became the stupid Republicans have allowed people to go congregate in one place at one time and vote, and this is a risk of coronavirus. There's going to be probably a narrative coming out of there where it undermined the effort because the right-wingers wanted to have these in-person votes. I think that goes with what you were saying with uh, the Liberty folks undermining the effort or them being accused of undermining the effort. And I think there's another indicator that it might get bigger is we had another pretty drastic decrease in the death estimate where they have lowered it again. The estimate's down to 60,000 deaths today, which we're getting below the flu numbers. estimates of total deaths? In the United They're States, saying yes. saying total going forward? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure that So that So that seems like a lowering, 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 only to have oops. That kind of that seems like where yeah. the narrative is going yeah, to I me agree. as well. And the good news about all of this, which you alluded to earlier, is that the number of flu pneumonia, gunshot wounds, spousal abuse, blunt force trauma deaths. All those death numbers are are just hitting the floor, man. They're dropping. That. Yeah, because the, the COVID deaths take up all of them. The one of the doctors during the press conference yesterday on the task force, she said that every death, every person who has COVID that dies is considered a COVID death. She confirmed that, what we had already previously believed. If you get shot in the mm-hmm. face 15 times and then your brain blows out of the back of your head and then you test positive for COVID, you are classified as a COVID death. That is crazy. And the narrative that I'm hearing today is 
that the amount of deaths are being severely undercounted and that there's all these false negatives and that well, everybody that? has it. Do what? Who's saying that? Sorry. The I New just... York Health Department and every media outlet, CNN, right. MSNBC, even Fox News is saying that. And what they're saying that they're going to do now, the New York City Health Department is saying what we're going to do is we're going to expand the numbers and we're going to count anybody who might have been around somebody with coronavirus. They said that the deaths linked to COVID, linked to COVID, but not lab confirmed of people who died in their homes, they're just going to go ahead and classify those as COVID deaths, which is going to make the numbers skyrocket. And nowhere did I hear the counter argument of, what about the false positives, which we experienced false positives from when you do the research back 10 years ago with the H1N1, yet nobody's talking about that now. We're talking false negatives and undercounting. It's crazy. One thing that's like been really puzzling me, people are coming... Now, I still have yet to to know anyone who so I don't know anyone personally who knows someone personally who's been tested and gotten very sick okay so people I know who like work with people who say that they know people that's one step removed from me but there is a little bit more of that and they're all kind of saying the same thing that they're like just insanely sick they have all of these symptoms, shortness of breath or dry cough or whatever. And I just, I cannot get my mind around whether all these like numbers games that they're playing that you're talking about is because there aren't really going to be like those kind of sicknesses and deaths and stuff, or if there really is going to be like a massive death. And I, I want, I'm really excited about the interview we're going to do today with David Crow, who is a, a he is, website is called The Infectious, Infectious Myth. So like he calls into question the very like germ theory of viruses. So I want to get into that with him. But I am a little worried about that. And there's no question, I mean, if this takes a double dip, if they continue to push out our inability to work for people to absolutely not function productively, first of all, it will be a real crisis where stuff that we need stops getting produced. But like for me personally, and I'm sure that's true for the majority of people, it will be financially devastating. Like if my husband loses his job, like we are not in a position to keep this train going without income. And we want to work, like we all want to do the stuff, but we can't. So on the one hand, I'm worried that the flashpoint is just going to affect us all in the same way this has been, which is an artificial stopping of all economics. And then on the other hand, I'm worried that there really is going to be the surge in illness from whatever cause. And maybe it's a power of suggestion, but maybe there is something really bad going on that, they, that they're doing all the wrong things on purpose. That's a possibility. Initially, when this thing came out in the news, that was my concern as well, because they seemed to be downplaying it for the first month or so of it. And I was kind of like, that seems strange as they're downplaying it. Maybe something is going to explode. I think that there's probably going to be, like you said, there's going to be reports of increased, severely increased number of cases and deaths. I don't know if it's going to happen right now. We might get a brief reprieve. I'm not sure. I'm starting to question that. But I think there's going to be a second wave. I think the second wave is going to be the real story when you look back on this thing in 10 years or so. I am worried that people are saying that they're getting super, super sick in a weird way. And I just, I just don't know. So far, my instinct tells me there's always something a little different about the new cold or flu that comes up every year 
And maybe people, the power of suggestion makes people panic. I also, I'm, I think that there's a good chance that them doing a lot of wrong things, you know, maybe masks do make it worse. Ventilators certainly increase the fatality rate if they're using it before it's necessary. Oh, and Dean tweeted an article at me from Spin. It was unbelievable. AZT, it was from, I think it was from the 80s, or it was from 2015, but it talked about the 80s. Fauci, you know my brother died of AZT poisoning. So they said he had AIDS. He had no symptoms whatsoever. He was just looking for a clean bill of health, and they put him on AZT, and he immediately realized it was killing him. But by the time he just refused to take it anymore, his liver was shot. So Dean tweeted at me an article that Fauci led the charge on, even though clinical trials indicated that you should really only use AZT as a last resort, like a right-to-try thing where you're going to die anyway, that he, he promoted bad science, misinformation about how it was supposed to be, and promoted the expanded use of it. And this AZT, I believe, is insulated from liability. So we couldn't sue. Not that I need the money or would do it for the money, but I would do it for the information, for the truth. See, when you're not allowed to sue vaccine companies or medicine companies, you don't get the truth. That's why I hate plea bargains. I want the truth because if, if these events are supposed to guide policy, we need to know the real truth and we're stopped from knowing it. But Fauci was in charge of that. And these are the people we're, and that was sinister in my opinion. And it increased the deaths. And I think that was part of their agenda. So now if their recommendation, of course, they don't want you to take zinc or anything that would really help your immune system battle this stuff. I think their recommendations may actually be the cause of increased deaths. But in any case, I'm a little worried that this thing, that people are really, you know, that there's going to be a real flashpoint and not just a propaganda flashpoint. And that's the balance in this. That's the challenge with it. Like with Nazi Germany, World War II, there was a major pushback against propaganda. Nobody trusted anything in the news before because it was revealed publicly that we were bamboozled and lied to by our own country and conned us into World War I. There was nothing, there was lies, and that came out. And so people distrusted everything. So when the atrocity stories and the atrocities coming out of Nazi Germany came over, people didn't believe them at first. And the reason I didn't believe them is because they're so used to being lied to. And I think there's a balance with that here. It's like you're so used to being lied to. You have the history where H1N1 was not what they said it was. And now there seems to be similar patterns, but it's like, but it could be something that is dangerous. So that's why they feed us these fake truths to get like there are layers of propaganda. You know how we've talked about this before, like the Atlantic is for really smart people to be yeah. propagandized. And then there's like Fox for whatever, regular Joe. And then there's Q. <laughs> you know, then there's like Alex Jones or whatever for people who refuse to believe that stuff. And or this like Wuhan bioweapons thing where you are being told this true truth underneath it that's not being reported widely and you're supposed to latch on to that and then that it's just like having leaks or FOIA requests or hacks or whatever being the new source of news because they don't believe any of that but they've got that covered too yeah they're also along with the H1N1 Wuhan lab they've kind of brought that 
potential as an origin into the main narrative. They're also given the 5G calls. They're given that some time in the mainstream narrative. Woody Harrelson tweeted some information about it, said people he knows is considering it, says it's interesting to him. He hasn't made up his mind yet, but that was all over the news yesterday and today. So these conspiracy theories that were labeled conspiracy theories to begin with are now getting their day in the sun over yeah, the course well, of the past week. I think for 5G, they are preemptively trying to discredit it. I mean, is Woody Harrelson considered like the most sober person? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. So I just wonder if the 5G stuff, if they put it out enough and make it sound crazy enough or debunk it before it starts, you know, or maybe it just is is a distraction. But they are probably rolling out the 5G stuff, and I do think the 5G could have health impacts forever that they could easily blame on residual COVID effect on the herd. Yeah. Everything's going to be blamed on COVID. We're going to go back totally. 100 years, and everyone's going to get a COVID <laughs> death. Forward 100 years, and everything will be blamed on how weak we became as a society. And maybe we become weak as a society because for weeks and months, we are we are keeping our immune system from dealing with other human interactions. They probably know the answer to that question. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the absolute worst thing you could do for the immune system, the idling immune system. And a lot of people do idle. Like, it's not... It can be, you don't know what to do with yourself unless you've kind of been in this environment. So, developing an exercise schedule, eating right, it's easy to just eat all day, you know? It's easy and to eat just, the crap that's in your cupboard because yeah. you can't go to the store every day. If I was thinking about it. I want to go to the store and get fresh fruits and vegetables every day. It was like one of my personal goals. Like, I should start doing this more often because I don't buy the fruits and vegetables because I think they're going to rot. But I should start going to the store more. And now I, w- I won't go at all because my personal sense of liberty will not allow me. It's like I get so mad at the TSA and the airport. Like, I can't. I'm not putting a mask on. And I'm just pushing this off to other people, my family, my husband. I'm like, I can't go. Because emotionally, I get too enraged. And the public has become the virus vigilantes calling out anybody, posting pictures of people walking around, shaming people. There was a story in the New York Times about a family that was walking their dog around their neighborhood. There's like five of them. Now, they're sheltered in place in the same home. So they're allowed technically to be within six feet of each. It's crazy to even say that. They're allowed to be within six feet of each other. But they're walking around and... They come back and on social media, their pictures are posted all over social media with people going, what's wrong with them? People call the police and then the police get, it's crazy. It's happened all over the place. And you know what's not getting promoted is that I think somebody, just a tweet of ours, took a poll just of his people, whatever, and a lot of people answered and it only said like three or 4% would turn in their neighbor. However, that stuff is getting promoted, which helps yes. chill you, and it makes you think that other people aren't aren't on your same page. But when I went to the store not too long ago, I immediately was like, it was before you know every single person was wearing. Well, I wasn't wearing a mask, and nobody arrested me. But I was like, this is bullshit. I said it loudly, and the people around me weren't calling the cops. They were just like, I don't know. You're right about it being promoted. It is during this wartime effort that we're all in, and we've heard that over and over again, it is your civic duty as a good American to report the people who are disobedient, who are standing four feet away instead of six feet away. Disobedience is a vote for Nazis. Be a good American, (laughs) yes. And here's the thing. So I've been waiting for the Third Amendment, like my whole life I've been waiting for the Third Amendment to be 
egregiously violated and I couldn't because like do you even know what the third amendment is not off the top of my head no yeah because no one has ever talked about it in my hearing ever it's that the government cannot quarter soldiers in your house it can't commandeer your home wow is that why health professionals are living in trailers I know it's to not infect their parents but I that's don't know interesting. but I think that we are being held under house arrest without trial as health free criminals in our own homes, which have been commandeered as jails. Wow. That's under the Third Amendment. Yeah. That's I mean, I've always wondered, like, when are they going to invade our homes? Why was this something that the founders were really worried about? The Third Amendment. Yeah. There was a woman in Georgia who got arrested yesterday for not quarantining after being exposed to someone who had who tested positive. Her boyfriend tested positive for coronavirus and they wanted her to quarantine. She wouldn't do it. She went to another town. Somebody saw her. I don't know how they knew this was going on. And they called the police. They arrested her. They took her to jail, not keeping her in the jail because they don't want to infect the other inmates, but they're keeping her in a trailer outside behind the jail for the period of the quarantine. That, that's no due process. Don't you right think... There. Don't you think all these stories of prison, of them letting prisoners out because of the increasing incidence of COVID in jails is absolutely crazy? It's like taking one of those cruise ships and having a diaspora. And then throwing violent tendencies on top of those people from oh, the cruise yeah. ship that they're letting out. Yeah. Well, remember when people were being arrested for like, or actually I think a couple of soldiers were accused but were exonerated of deliberately or recklessly spreading AIDS around. And then I think that the AIDS, then they had as a defense, like you can't prove it's communicable in this way, which is interesting. That is interesting. They're, yeah. So, but they these are people who might, you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I know you're kidding, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're considered to be like so socially deviant that they can't obey and that they, you know, only criminals run around and spread it around, but you're still telling them to go to their family's homes. Right. You think they, I mean, in some, in some cases, their families might be like, wait a minute, you're out? What are you doing out? Maybe you should find yeah, somewhere else to stay. I don't want you here. Exactly. And how about when, how about, why are these deaths going through the roof when we're like weeks into s extreme social distancing because of the conspiracy theorists libertarians and right-wingers oh who are sneaking over their girlfriend's house in the middle of the night and then going back home again yeah and, and who are forcing votes in wisconsin and who are holding mass meetings oh in yeah Idaho. yeah yeah that's true going to the store and then yeah. that's why they'll stop the store did you see that article that they there's one i don't know if it was a state law i think it was a state law they want to decide what stores can sell and not sell. So they want to say, like, you can only sell necessities. You can't sell, like, um, you know. A basketball. Certain things. Yeah, you can't sell things that are not necessities because it attracts people. To the store. To the store. So <laughs> That's they, why I went the other they, day to get they a basketball. Said, yeah, you have to do all of your shopping online. Like, who do you think lobbied for that? Amazon, which now you can't get the freaking package you order for like a month unless you're ordering essential materials. Oh, so it can't The even. prime advantage is gone for right now. The only, well, I guess it's still there because that's really the only place you can get stuff from other than maybe eBay while you're at home. Wow, that's interesting. I'd love to see the numbers of prime memberships, everything about prime. I mean, it's so funny because these companies, which 
like the most kind of democratic, I hate to use that expression, but the most like level playing field out there should be the internet. I mean, you can literally just pick up anything and just do it yourself. Yet those big tech companies are all like monopolies in their own space, practically. You know what I mean? Amazon, Facebook, Twitter. I guess Facebook and Twitter are competitors more or less, but they really shouldn't be. Like Facebook should have a direct competitor. Twitter had Gab, but it's like just been pummeled. Yeah, Gab, I read today, is trying to create their own Zoom, not Zoom-like. They're creating the, the answer to Zoom, a secure video platform. In response I think to all the Zoom Gab headlines. itself has been just trolled to death. So I am interested in this float. The float guy keeps trying to get us into his scene, which I'm interested in it. I'm yeah. a little busy with, like, as you can hear, my house is a buzz with all the people who actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just like, what do you mean? We have to be quiet. What do you mean? We have to take care of ourselves. Like, wh- what are you doing? I'm like, well, this is what I do when you're at school. <laughs> and I can't, you know, like I can't, I don't even have help to try to help me with that stuff. So anyway, sorry for my NPR. Sorry, right. I'm the in the middle barking. of the living room. I got dogs also. They're barking earlier. And I try to tell them, listen, I'm trying to work here, dogs. And they just don't seem to listen. My dog yesterday got on my desk in between me and the microphone yesterday at one point. I missed that. Yeah. So people are having pandemic dreams. They're having pandemic nightmares. There's a hashtag pandemic dreams on Twitter right now. I believe it. This is deeply upsetting. It turns out it's like Freddy Krueger. If you get coronavirus that gets you in your dreams, well, you know, you're going to have it in real life. So stay away from it if you start having coronavirus <laughs> dreams. But some of the, the, the story, if you go to that hashtag, look at some of the stories. It's stuff like one of them was like, uh, I had a dream that I went into Kroger. I got the final stick of butter that they had. And then when I got out, I dropped it and <laughs> a six foot heel stepped on it stuff like that so people having dreams of getting the last butter last toilet paper and then it being sabotaged at the last minute i I, i'm probably not worried enough about stuff i'm really not that worried it just occurred to me today or yesterday like as i was looking at the market the market keeps like doing better like it's doing like a little bit too well in my opinion given the possibilities of what's going on and that there might be a flashpoint and then i just started saying you know like laughingly like oh yeah in may and then i was just like holy crap like if this does like really get some legs and really last the 18 months event 201 said we will have what event 201 said which is a decade of economic a decade of economic devastation and of permanent societal change. And I mean, literally, like, I'm not, I'm not a big spender person, like, I don't care. But like I said, when this all started, my entire world, like yours and everybody else's, is based on these, these assumptions, the paradigm we live in, the help you need, the, the bills you pay, the job you have, they are all in, interconnected. And it's true, like, when, when stuff starts collapsing, yes, you're, you lose your job at the same time there are no other jobs to get, at the same time the value of your house goes down. You know, all that stuff happens. That is what's so devastating about a recession or depression. But this, which I consider to be 100% generated by the powers that be, even if there is a pandemic, this is rash and unjustified. I'm not even saying it's unjustifiable, but they have not justified it. And so that's why I think it's unjustifiable. And I'm just, I, I, I'm... To, like I think that there would there will be like rioting and starvation deaths if this keeps up. I agree. There's definitely a threat to that if we're forced to stay inside a little bit longer. You're right. They haven't given us the evidence, the data to justify 
all these measures that are being taken. We're just told to take their word, and then we're getting these conflicting messages from media. It's like one headline after the other. It's like one headline will be, death estimates drop. You know, good news, death estimates drop severely. Then the next one is, you better be afraid. Don't go anywhere or you'll die. And these are the charts you're seeing. What you're seeing, they're putting data out there, going through the trouble of making projections and putting that data out. They're showing you future months, future deaths, future counties, future states, future countries. But that's, that actually takes a little effort. Going back and just releasing what they have to have handy of the historical numbers, they have to have it handy because it's the trends and the data that they would have to use to justify their policies. So that's why I feel like it would be easy to push that stuff out. They're not pushing it out. They're probably not even looking at it because they don't care. I've said the same thing over and over again, but I'm getting so freaking frustrated. So let's make maybe brighten it up with a little, uh, I'll tell you about ID 2020 during the patron 15. All right, and I will tell you about the four benchmarks that have been set by a research group that will determine when we get to open back up in this country. And one quick final note. We do have about 30 seconds. Trump's been saying 1917. Whenever he does a press conference, he talks about the Spanish flu. He always says 1917. Gets the date wrong. Doesn't get it wrong. Oh, it's not wrong. Okay, I was was so ready. I was so ready. At first, I was like, Maybe he just forgot that. They're He's bashing never him really for wrong. It. But then he did it again. Then he did it again. I was like, okay, this is a, this is on purpose. This is definitely maybe a signal to look up 1917 origin of the Spanish flu. And so, and so I did. I didn't get too deep into it, but from the brief search that I did, I found a National Geographic National Geographics that many believe that the Spanish flu started in 1917 in China. Nice. So it's the Chinese flu. That's right. The Chinese flu from 1917. What, what town? What city? You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon on theprofitport.com or your favorite podcasting platform. If you want access to that extra DNB content content that we release every day when we release a DNB, then you can become a patron for $5. Patron. Patron saint. Patron saint for $5 a month. And uh, you get access to that content and some other things that we are going to be doing, some other fun things we're doing. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.